Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL fantasy football podcast. Each week, my co-host, former Bears and Lions quarterback Eric Kramer, and myself delve into your fantasy football choices, and hopefully we'll put you on your way to a victory. It's a big week this week, that's for sure. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or my Bob Brill YouTube channel. Now, recapping how we did last week, uh, Tua had perhaps the best week of any with 382 yards and three scores. You liked him. We both liked Hertz, and his four TDs said it uh, pretty much all of it. Dak Prescott, who came back with 250 uh, yards and a total of three touchdowns, and Justin Fields wasn't bad at all, accounting for three scores, despite losing uh, to a tough Dallas defense that really tried to keep him locked up. I am so impressed with the evolution of Chicago's season so far. In the middle of their running game, becoming the league's best, uh, they just topped 200 yards three games in a row. Uh, Fields' recent ascension, I feel like when I'm watching him, I'm watching sort of a younger Dak Prescott all of a sudden. And uh, and then <clears throat> given that the receivers now were taking some slack, which they never deserve, and it was just a matter of time before uh, Justin Fields turns it around, which he now has, in the middle of all that, to me, Ryan Poles may, may be the MVP of their last couple of weeks with given the trades that just ensued with uh, getting rid of what was, who was, a great pass rusher in Robert Quinn and then the up-and-coming Roquan Smith, who personally I thought was not playing well despite all of the tackles. Leading the league in tackles, great. He can't take on a block. And so, and, and they've suffered because of it. So I think uh, Ryan Poles got rid of two salaries and more importantly, two two players with two uh, soon to be in terms of um, uh, Roquan Smith's case, big salaries. Again, they've stockpiled an enormous lottery of high draft picks in addition to having probably, I guess, one of the, if not the, most salary cap space coming in the next season. And, you know, and we're going to get to it here in a little bit. And they just traded with Pittsburgh to pick up Chase Claypool and gave away a set. I mean, it just. I thought, you know. yeah, I thought you'd be paying attention to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for having my bag on that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, I'm about ready to cry. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say um, Justin Fields looks like a younger Dak Prescott. I'll tell you why. My wife has been bugging me the last couple of days. What's Eric going to say about Justin Fields? What's Eric going to say about Justin Fields? And I said, I don't know. And she and because just the day before yesterday, she traded Dak Prescott for Justin Fields in a, uh-huh. in a, in a swap of five for three. And okay. uh, she also got Joe Mixon in the deal. So um, she uh, she you know she's, she loves Dak. 
She said, and she was couldn't pull the trigger, couldn't pull the trigger. And I advised her, I said, this is a great trade. Do it. <laughs> right. I mean, you can't, if you're going to be a great GM, you can't let emotions get in the way. Yeah, that's right. That's right in the way. And that's, and that's why my team is tearing down, is falling down to pits this year. Uh, <laughs> we both like McCaffrey and Pollard and both were solid. McCaffrey with uh, touchdowns, rushing, receiving and throwing. Pollard had three TDs and 131. I said, Dante Foreman would be a good pickup in Carolina this week. All he did was 118 yards and three scores. Travis Antieni, uh, we said, was solid. His 156 was indeed solid. Uh, you were big on DeAndre Hopkins. I wasn't. All he did was catch 12 passes for 159 and a touch. While well, A.J. Brown ate the Steelers for lunch with six for 156 and uh, a couple of three touchdowns. Uh, I like Terrace Marshall, and he had four catches for 87 yards. Not bad. Now the trades. Irv Smith, injured in Minnesota. He's out four to six weeks. So what they do? They traded for TJ Hawkinson, which is one of your favorite guys in a trade of top picks. And we're got the official word now on the Steelers trading for Ch uh, Chase Claypool to the Bears for a second round pick uh, with the arrival of George Pickens. Deontay Johnson is solid and a few other guys uh, backing him up and the Steelers needing draft picks. Um, that This was probably a good trade. I hate to see it. Uh, Chase Claypool is just such a good guy. He's a good character. He's a talent. And he was, a, the, I think it was second round pick a couple of years ago. He wasn't that many years. He, he was, uh, he came into the league and he's, he's a big rangy receiver. And the bears are going to love him. You sound like his agent, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at the injuries. Look for backups to Gus Edwards and uh, Rashad Bateman of the Ravens. Keep an eye on the Patriots. Devontae Parker at whiteout suffered a knee sprain. Biggest loss may be to the Saints. Mark Ingram, MCL, out four to six weeks. Now, that should elevate Dwayne Washington up a notch to back up Kamara. And the Bears, well, that's they sent, as you mentioned, Rokon Smith uh, and uh, the linebacker to Baltimore for picks. And they picked up A.J. Klein in the deal. So um, I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but we'll see. I know you like that deal, and that's good enough for me. By week, teams which are on the bye this week. We had six of them. Last week, we only had a couple. This week, we had six teams on uh, buys. The Browns, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Giants, the Steelers, and the 49ers, which means my team is wiped out this year, uh, this week. So um, so if you have guys on those teams, you really got to look hard. And it's going to be a big week because the running backs are a lot of guys in the mix there. Thursday night, Eagles in Texas, as the NFL says, na 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 again to Amazon with another week nine snoozer. Uh, Eagles all over the Texans, so start them if you have them. I wouldn't start anybody on this team. I agree with you as far as the Texas goes. Eagles, uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, is he, along with Micah Parsons, are positioning themselves for MVP of the league race. And I think I just think the Eagles, like you said, A.J. Brown, there's no answer for that guy. He was kind of their missing part, along with Jalen Hurts' ascension as a now pocket passer, read defenses, move safeties around the field. It's awesome to watch these guys. Chargers at Falcons coming off a bye. Chargers don't have one. They only have one healthy wide receiver on the roster. So if you're looking for a wide receiver, I would take a look at tight end Gerald Everett and wide receiver DeAndre Carter, who's down on the list, but he's the only healthy guy on the roster. For Atlanta, both Mariota and Kyle Pitts are uh, both worth a start. Wait, did you say Mariota is worth a start? Yeah. Name, please name one game where he has actually been good fantasy-wise this year. I'm just saying this year. I thought last week he did pretty good. All right. I mean, I give him, I, I, nobody's got him on his roster or, or her roster as a GM. I can tell you that. No. I, I, I take a pass actually on both teams here. Cause like you said, the chargers are spiraling down the drain. 
uh, for some reason I can't figure out. And then obviously the Falcons to me have nobody uh, fantasy wise worth starting. Keenan Allen's back, but last week did nothing, uh, and so or the week before. And so, uh, yeah, I just think with Herbert still nursing what seems to be uh, an issue with his ribs, uh, there's not a guy on either team I'd start. I'm going to take a look at Marietta just for grins. Say Las Vegas. Okay, here we go. That's how did he do last week? Uh, quarterback, all Las Vegas players. Uh, Marcus, uh, how far do I have to go down the list? Uh, oh, well, no, it was, it was last game, that was his best game of the year. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what do he do? Uh, oh, wrong team. Why am I thinking? Who's he play for? He's Atlanta. Oh, so he ran for, I mean, he passed for a little over 200 yards, 250 or something. Okay, let's see, Atlanta. There we go. Atlanta, Marcus Mariota. Yep, uh, 20 28, 253, three touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions and he ran for 43 yards. So, you know, maybe he breaks that's out. What I'm saying. That's by far his best <laughs> game of the year. And he's, he's playing against, um, you know, a, a team that isn't really all that great right now. So I I, I think he'll be okay. Uh, Dolphins and Bears, Tua and Hill, definite starters. And I kind of like Mostert here at running back because of the high number of bye week uh, running backs that are off the table. I'm liking Herbert along with Montgomery at running back, but I would not lock on Nikhil Henry just yet. Former first-rounder with New England, just when you think he's breaking out, he disappoints. And after a touchdown this week, I'd kind of shy away from him. Well, going, you know, sticking with the Dolphins there for a second, you know, it's kind of like the Bengals receivers. They don't just have uh, Jamar Chase. I mean, they got solid number ones. If you look at it with Tyler Boyd and uh, D, uh, T. Higgins. So I kind of look at Jalen Waller here in Miami, who's had a number of great games this year. I think he, along with Tyree Killer, starts Tua, is even putting up good numbers all of a sudden. And I think that, uh, uh, you know, again, I think Justin – Fields has now becoming a legitimate start, legitimate, because what he adds in the running game, he's scoring touchdowns, both running and passing. He's very accurate all of a sudden. When I say all of a sudden, it's been building, but especially the last couple of weeks. And he is a force, man, which to me, now you've got to consider uh, Darnell Mooney, who is, it's not like he's doing anything different. It's just that he's getting the ball thrown to him now. And uh, I, like you said, the running backs are awesome. I think the hot hand, like you, like uh, uh, Coach Eberflus had said a few weeks ago, he's going to go with the hot hand. Well, the hot hand right now is Khalil Herbert. I, ha- I know somebody that has a decision to make to start Justin Fields or um, Kirk Cousins, just so I can pass along the information. Who would you start? That's a really good. Uh, who are the Vikings playing again? Uh, the Vikings are playing. Uh, they're playing Commanders. I think- the, oh, right. So, I, yeah, I, I like the matchup. Plus, now they just got T.J. Hawkinson. And even if they didn't, I like Kirk Cousins just because that is such an efficient, you know, Justin Jefferson is amazing. And then mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, they've got, the, I mean, top to bottom. And then Kirk Cousins is yet to have a bad game. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think, man, that's a tough call, man, because Justin Fields gives you something that Kirk Cousins doesn't, and that's a, a ton of athleticism and his own. You know what? I think I would go in this case with Justin Fields. I'll put my money where my mouth is. Okay, there you go. I'll I'll pass it along to her. 
<laughs> Panthers and Bengals. Panthers will start quarterback P.J. Walker this week. He had 317 uh, passing yards, so I'm not sold on him. I am sold on Terrace Marshall again, as well as D.J. Moore. And if you uh, are short on running backs, Dr. Freeman is worth a shot. He may not do anything this week, but he's worth a shot. He's going to get some volume. And Bengals, all the usual suspects, plus tight end Hayden Hurst. I'm with you regarding the Panthers offense. Uh, the Bengals, D, just got throttled uh by Cleveland especially in the second half so I'd bank on the same offensive guys you just listed uh and for the Bengals with Jamar Chase's hip injury okay it doesn't seem to slow him down because they still have got Tyler Boyd and T Higgins as I mentioned and uh the guy that's yet to really break out has been Joe Mixon and so here's a guy that I think the Panthers defensively Joe Mixon you're going to see have a really good game I think he easily well I said easily I think he'll get to or about 100 yards and I see him getting in the end zone as well Packers at Lions, Goff and Jamal Williams, who remains a touchdown vulture with two more this week. DeAndre Swift had five carries for six yards. Is he going to get traded? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, liking Amon Ross St. Brown with 10 targets in Green Bay, give Aaron Jones the ball and add Romeo Dobbs uh, to your wide receiver list. Both Lazard and Cobb are out. Christian Watson is questionable. Uh, maybe sneak in A.G. Dillon and uh, Robert Tanyan. Who's falling faster right now, the Lions or the Packers? Exactly. The Lions at least can play offense. And and so I think I, li I like you. I mean, I, I like Amon Ross St. Brown. I would have liked uh, TJ Hawkinson that they still have him. But then I think <laughs> because he's gone, Amon Ross St. Brown's going to pick up the slack, um, you know, possibly along with Jefferson. And Jared Goff, of all people, is starting to play well. Uh, he started out strong, hit the skids for a little bit, and now I think he's back. Uh, and the Packers really don't present many problems for me uh, looking at them defensively. So, um, yeah, I, I like the Lions even win this game. This could be the one that snaps them out of their five-game skid or whatever they've been on. We'll have to see if you win Terry's money this week with that one. <laughs> Raiders at Jaguars. Mack Holland stepped up. Seven catches. Foster Moreau added six. But what about – that was, you know, what it was all about last week. Walter out. Uh, or Waller out, uh, Darren Waller, he's out. So Moreau is the man and a good pickup if you don't have him. And he's he's available on a lot of waiver wires. Devontae White was a ghost last week, but just uh, against Jacksonville, he may be ready for a return. Uh, Halloween's over. So Derek Carr had his worst week as a starting pro, but could return this week as the Jags D has fallen on hard times recently. For the Jays, Antiani and Kirk always are both solid plays. Well, I agree with you. And the Raiders inexplicably fell off the cliff against the Saints. I mean, the Saints are good defense, but getting shut out, that makes no sense. And uh, the Jags, however, uh, have fallen off that same cliff uh, just several weeks ago. After that Chargers, where they looked dominant, they haven't done a thing since then. And I think Carr, like you said, that was his worst game as a pro. He's going to bounce back. Devontae Adams, I believe, is going to bounce back. Uh, Josh Jacobs is too good, just really too good to be kept down this long. And then for Jacksonville, to me, it's Travis Etienne. He's been the last four or five weeks. Now that James Robinson's gone, he's it for Jacksonville. Colts and Patriots, I like Pittman and I like Pierce at wideout, but not so sure with Sam Ellinger under center. I'd stick with Jonathan Taylor on the ground, of course. If you have other receiving options, I'd go with them. Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers and both are both solid starts. But I, I'm not on the Mac Jones bandwagon yet. I do like Damian Harris here if you can trust any New England running back ever. Well, I think you can, and that guy would be Ronde Stevenson right now. Not only for what he's given you on the ground, but what he's given you the last couple games in the passing game. 
And it clearly Myers, uh, Jacoby, I'm talking about, and Mac Jones have some chemistry going. He's the guy that's, that, even though, like you, I can't count on Mac Jones. Nor, I don't think anybody can. But I think Jacoby Myers can. And I think he's a guy that has built that sort of trust. Uh, uh, and then I, you flip over to the Colts. Okay, what's everybody said for 20 years now, the one thing or even longer about Bill Belichick? He will take whatever does whatever you do well, he'll take that away. Just like he did last week with the Jets running game, he'll do the same again here. And so I, there's no way Sam Ellinger, who's really what he can do is run the football. He cannot pass in the pocket. So I don't think anybody in the, in uh, for the Colts is going to thrive against that defense. Bills the Jets, no issues in Buffalo. Start them if you got them. While on the Jets' side of the ball, don't jump on the Zach Wilson bandwagon just yet. Give it one more week if you can. Now, this is a tough Buffalo D. I'm liking Conklin and Garrett Wilson and a full week of James Robinson to get to his sea legs back or maybe air legs since it's the Jets. I, I like it. you know. And first of all, I don't know really that there is a bandwagon for Zach Wilson just yet. <laughs> yeah, I think whatever wagon there is have no wheels on it right now or no wings. And uh, he's got to learn how to make some good decisions because if no one's open, throw that freaking thing away or eat it, take a sack. Don't serve it up to the other team. And in uh, this game, again, I think the Bills – you know, everybody saw not just how good they are offensively, but defensively. This is a phenomenal team. And so the Jets, no, uh, that's, again, this is not the team to come back on if you're not doing well offensively. Uh, and so I think the Bills, you know, Josh Allen is phenomenal. He does so many things well. In fact, he's the, he's Justin Fields running the ball, but, uh, you know, in his prime, Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. Uh, and I think so anybody that he's basically throwing to uh, is on the recipient end of that. And I think the other guy I think about here, too, is if you have him, Devin Singletary, you're going to go up against a pretty good jet defense. But their their quarterback is making giving other opposing offenses very short fields. Like he's at Commanders, Vikes are pretty solid here, but keep an eye on Thielen, who's battling an injury. And uh, Hawkinson is, you know, midweek trade. Um what, what's he going to have? Maybe one day of practice, uh, you think? Maybe two? Well, today being Tuesday, yeah, he'll, he'll get, you know, uh, they're probably off today, and so he'll get Wednesday and Thursday in. Yeah, because he'll have a travel uh, day to get there. I know it's not a very far travel, but, you know, he's yeah. still got to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And and g give him a package of plays where he's got, you know, you know five or six passing plays, and, and uh, he'll be just fine. He, he'll, he's that red zone target opposite yeah. Justin Jefferson that they've needed. Yeah. And, you know, if anybody can work a guy in and be Kirk Cousins, you know, so, and it's not like they're rookies. So, uh, J, uh, KJ Osborne should get the extra work, uh, here as well. Antonio Gibson seems to have found favor again. So he's a start along with Taylor Heineke on the Washington side, McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, I think are always good starts. It me for Washington McLaurin. And that's it. Uh, this guy is on another level than anybody else on that roster. As for Minnesota, uh, if you've got Cousins and aren't already starting him yet for some reason, he is a definite start. Uh, and then you've got Cook and Jefferson. And now with the addition of Hawkinson, he's a guy that I would consider. If I didn't have uh, – he's a top tight end. He's, he's certainly in top five in numbers with Detroit. And so there's no reason to think they won't have, like I just mentioned, a package of plays, especially in the red zone. So, uh, you know, and that's what you're looking for. You're looking at maybe 50 yards receiving and a touchdown for a tight end. That's Hawkinson all day long.
You got it. Seahawks and Cardinals. Kenneth Walker came back down to earth, but not for long. Stick with him at running back along with Geno Smith and the wideouts, Metcalf and Lockett. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins seem good to match up in Arizona. And I like Rondell Moore here as well, but I really like Eno Benjamin, especially with James Cook's out and, um, um, no, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, James Conner out. I, was, I hate to spell correct. <laughs> James Conner's out, and Eno Benjamin will step that one up. And Daryl Williams uh, being ineffective, I think uh, Eno Benjamin's going to step up and have a good game. Well, like you, I, I like all Seattle Seahawks, especially Geno Smith. This guy is on fire. Kenneth Walker, there's no way he's not coming back. And then, again, we had mentioned uh, what a week or two prior when DK uh, Metcalf went down with an injury. Tyler Lockett was going to step up, and he has. So I think that's the guy, Geno Smith, Tyler Lockett. Walker's coming back for sure. And, uh, and then for Arizona, to me, it's two people, uh, Kyler Murray and and uh, hopkins they're special they you know this is going to turn into some sort of shootout in the second half and those those will be the two consistent guys that will take advantage of that rams and buccaneers rams have fallen on hard times keep an eye on cooper cup he's battling an injury he's likely to be ready though i'm okay with robinson and higby but that's it for the bucks it's mike evans and chris godwin and if tom brady's head is in the game i think he's fine i'm off for net this week against the rams defense Crazy. If you were looking at the schedule, and this was on the this was this time last year, looking at these two teams playing, there'd be fantasy starters all over the place. And yeah. yet this week, it's like, is there one? And the Rams have kind of start. They've kind of turned into the late version of the Green Bay Packers. All of a sudden, uh, there's nobody you could even look at and go, "Well, that's the guy," because they don't have one. And and then the Buccaneers again, you know, uh, Tom Brady. He to me, his body posture and his talent seem to have eroded all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and then Mike Evans, yes, he had a great game last game, but he's also the guy that the week before dropped an easy touchdown that was right in his hand. So if there's one guy in Buccaneers territory you can count on, to me it's Mike Evans, but he's got to have a guy throwing to him that's on that day. And will Brady be? I don't know, but you're right. Fournette in that running game is for the moment over. Titans at the Chiefs. So what's not to like about Derek Henry and Dontrell Hilliard? It figures to be Malik Willis again with Tannehill out. He only threw 10 passes, ended up running five times, neither with much success. And the Chiefs, well, they'll be all over that. Casey coming off a bye is healthy, so if you have him, play him. Uh, I, I love Derek Henry. I mean, uh, you cannot play. If they had three games a week, I'd start them all three games in fantasy-wise. And I don't see another guy, though, on their roster. Malik Willis is certainly not in that category. Not yet, anyway. And um, uh, for me, anyway. But I, I you know, and the, the guy I really pay attention to in Kansas City, we know about Mahomes and Kelsey. Those those two are locks every week. And now the guys that are stepping up are Valdez Scantling and uh, Smith-Schuster, of course. But the guy that really is kind of, in my estimation, within the next game or two, will supplant uh, Etienne. Uh, Edwards Lair is uh, Isaiah Pacheco. This guy is a fire. He's Tyreek Hill, bigger, stronger, and and I wouldn't say faster, but for his position, as fast and just as intense. 
Monday, Ravens and Saints. This would probably be a balls to the wall game, and it still may be, but Ravens uh, maybe without Edwards and Andrews, so Drake and likely will get the extra work. Likely had his best day as a pro. Six catches, 77 yards of the score, looked really good. He's, a, he's an up and comer. Andy Dalton, it's a return to the AFC North against the Ravens, so I'd expect them to play well, along with Kamara, all, uh, Chris Olave, and uh, Hill. Hill had 10 carries for 61 yards last week and, that, and a catch and one complete pass on one attempt. I like him at tight end again. I, and with the situation where, you know, it's only Kamara in the backfield, you know, Hill may get some uh, uh, wildcat uh, shots back there as well. I like it. I, the Ravens, to me, if you, they're an enigma. They, I mean, they started out like uh, – Lamar Jackson started out like, here's your MVP. He's going to end up with 40 yeah. touchdowns uh, passing and, who knows, 20 running. But then he just fell off a cliff and then took the whole offense down with him. Uh, there's nobody there that I play right now. Uh, Andy Dalton, conversely, for the Saints, has just steadied the ship. And all of a sudden, they look like a contender. And so now you've got Kamara and Alave. And as you mentioned, Taysom Hill, who can be a spot. Uh, you know, he because he's such a, what, a jack of all trades offensively. Oh. Uh, and they're finding all kinds of ways to keep him involved and be consistent, even if he doesn't have a phenomenal game, he's still, as you have him playing as a tight end, he's still going to be up there with points every week. And there you have it. Another edition of Kramer and Brill. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. From my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill, and we'll see you next time.